God, not of the dead, but of the living. I don't know about uh, you adults uh, here. I'm going to talk to the kids in just a sec. But uh, as uh, adults, I don't know if you get into these conversations about uh, sometimes philosophical, sometimes theological, or sometimes, God forbid, political. And, And you get into the conversations and people ask you questions but they're not really asking the question. It's almost like they're asking a question um, to get you to say what they want to say or to get you to say something that is the opposite. It, it can be very frustrating because they, they aren't really seeking the truth as much as they're seeking to be right or to make a point. I don't know, does that, does that happen? Is it just me? No, it is. It's happening to you. Okay, all right. And because I know I get into a lot of those conversations as a priest. And so they're always trying to pit one against the other. Um, so here's the interesting part. It's been going on for 2,000 years because Jesus gets it today in, in, in this reading from the Sadducees. Now remember, just so we understand the context, the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection, right? So the Pharisees believed in a shadowy version of the uh, resurrection, but the Sadducees didn't believe in it at all. They believed that, um, that basically if you were good now, then you were rewarded with goodness, and your life was good. You were healthy and wealthy, and all was good. If you were not healthy or wealthy, then you must be bad, because the opposite is true. We call that today the gospel of prosperity, and it's very much embedded in our society. Very, very much embedded. It's because we think, oh, the Lord has blessed me. Now, we, it, it, it sort of noodles away into our thinking. We don't realize it's there, because it sort of noodles our way into the way, because, oh, I must, I'm blessed, uh, the, the Lord has blessed me. Like, that, like as if our actions uh, determine how God will, will reward us. And at some level, we do believe that the Lord is good to us uh, and that rewards us, but it's not the other way around. It's not that if you are bad, because here's the problem with that, is that I know too many good people who do wonder, who have been good all their lives, and has suffered terribly. And they've, they've just got one thing, bad thing happen at the other. And I often wonder, like, where is God? So, so the Sadducees are, are, are at this. They're, they're going at Jesus with this mindset. So they're, asking, they're almost asking for a trick question, right? Oh, so there was, um, in the resurrection, there was these seven, seven uh, brothers who married the wife. So whose who's wife is it? Like, they don't even believe in the resurrection, so they aren't really asking. You see, they're not looking for the truth. They're looking for to be right. Uh, and the challenge with that is that um, is, well, it doesn't help us. You see, you see what we believe as, as Catholics, as Christians, is that, that, that life is eternal. And that no matter what happens in this life, that God is a God of the living and God of the dead... But that no matter what happens, that God is present to us in all things and all times. Now, that, that sounds fine, but sometimes we get caught. And it sort of, it sort of gets into our own lives. Um, like, for example, um, let me give you an example. Um, even it happens, it happens to me all the time. Like, for example, those um, recently, I think many of you know I, I hurt my knee. I don't know how I did it. Or what I did, but I ended up in the ER, and I ended up in a walker, and I wasn't able to walk, and it, it's been very frustrating. So for two weeks, I have not walked. Now, I have to tell you, I, I can tell you that in, in the, it must be at least 20 years since I have not walked 
uh, every day for two weeks. So I was getting really depressed. Now this came after I came back from a pilgrimage. So I, I kind of had it out with the Lord and said, Lord, I don't understand you. Like I just did this wonderful trip with, with, because you asked me to do it. I led this pilgrimage trip. It gave everyone a great experience. And then this is what you do as soon as I come back. Help me out. Like any chance you could throw me a bone here? Like help me understand like how you reward the good. And see how it's only a, a veiled difference than the Sadducees. It sounds lovely and pious, but in fact, there's not much difference between that and what the Sadducees ask today. Then in other words, if I do good, you need to reward me. So God is not in control. We are in control. And, and, see, and the part of it we have to understand, see, that's just not true. That God was present to me just as much as when I'm sick as I am when everything's going well. And I know that doesn't feel good because we want God to stop all those bad things happening to us and let them happen to all the bad people. But then we back to a gospel of prosperity. You see, you see, God is present to us at all times, good and bad. And no matter what happens, even if we die, God is still present to us because we live for a life eternal. So God is with us at all times and all places. So let me give you an example of this. Okay, so boys and girls, come up for a second. I want to talk to you for a second. Come on up. I'm going to give you an example because this one is an example that you guys can relate to. All the saints, come on, sit up here. Well, you can just sit down there. You just sit down there for a second. I, I won't take too long. So, boys and girls, you, you know that like, I've hurt, I hurt my knee, right? And, and I've been, I haven't been able to walk for two weeks. So here's, I want to give an example of how to be a saint. And, and it's important for, for me because this week I experienced it. I wasn't a saint. It was one of you. Mm-hmm. So here's what happened. I, I haven't been able to walk for two weeks, and I decided my dog woke up in the morning and was looking at me, you need to take me for a walk again. It's been two weeks since you took me for a walk. And so those big puppy eyes looked at me, and I was, so I said, okay, fine. I wrapped up my knee, and I took a very slow walk in the neighborhood, just a mile around the neighborhood, and it felt wonderful. And just as I was coming back, one of you, one, it was about a second grader, was jumping out of the car after, as school was being dropped in, as school was drop-off was happening, and he comes out, and his eyes are beaming. He looks up at me, and he says, Father Brendan, you're up, and you took Bella for a walk. Oh, I am so happy that you are better. I have been praying for you every day since you got sick. And then he came up to me and gave me a big bear hug. I know. You know what made me cry, boys and girls? That made me cry. You had no idea how much I needed that little hug and how much I needed that little walk. See, boys and girls, we have to believe that God is with us at all times. And when we believe that, then these moments of, of grace happen to us, that, that you can be that boy or girl that does that to somebody else, maybe to your mom and dad who's had a hard day. But we can transform somebody else's day when we do that. Does that make sense? That's how you become the very saint that you're dressed up as. 
It's not complicated. It's not a massive thing. But it's about being present to the moment and believing that God is there, right there in the middle of all of that. And that sometimes we can be the presence of God to somebody else. Does that make sense, boys and girls? And how you give your mom and dad a hug when they've had a long day, when you uh, give the, do something around the house, when you do some of these little things, that is you expressing God, and you have no idea how much that makes a difference in their lives. Maybe a teacher, or maybe even a priest. All right, boys and girls, come on, head back to your seats. Let me finish this with your mom and dad. So here's the, the issue for us, is that sometimes we seek to be right in these arguments and these discussions, and what, what instead we need to do is we need to seek what is beautiful, what is true, and what is holy. So what does all that mean for us? Well, it means that we need to be open to these experiences. Uh, we need to allow and, and to look around. Maybe you don't have a child who's going to run up and give you a hug and tell you they're praying for you. But you can look out at these beautiful mountains. And no matter if your knee is hurting or your back is hurting or your head is hurting or whether your life just is in bad space, you can look up and be grateful for the goodness that God has surrounded you. Or maybe you look at your spouse or your child or your parent and look at the goodness that God is in here. It may not be without perfection, but it is goodness and holiness that surrounds us. You see, once we believe that God is present to us at all times, then we start to see. It's not the other way around. We don't see it first and then believe. It's we believe it, then we see it. So, so today, as we, as we celebrate Let's not get into philosophical, theological, and certainly not political arguments, but rather, and seek to be right, rather look for the moments of conversion that are, that are moments of beauty, of truth, and of holiness. They are all around us, because God is the God of the living and the dead. And no matter where we are, and no matter what's happening in our lives, God is present to us. So let us be, always look for the beauty, the holy, and yes, the true.